big hello to everyone from the AHC. Uh, thanks so much for having me on as a, I guess, a little bit of a guest speaker. I'm going to be sharing some information um, on what I do, which is social media. I own a social media agency called Six Underground Media. We work a lot with AHC clients and the AHC as well um, and have done for can't remember, like maybe the business is, has been running for like nine and a half years. So it, yeah, it's coming on nine years. So for those of you that I know, um, you'll understand that like my crippling shyness kills me to do this video, <laughs> but at least I have no audience watching me. So I'm just in the comfort of my apartment, keeping it very real as, you know, reality bites would suggest. So what I'm going to talk to you guys about today is influencers and the best way to create policies and contracts and systemize the whole way in which you work with influencers within your business. I think it's really important because the power of influencers is stronger than ever and that's basically because we now have zero organic reach and rather than using advertised reach, what we do is we, we need like these ambassadors and I guess, uh, spokespeople for our businesses to share with their audiences. But that needs to be done in a really authentic way. So the message that I have, which um, I'm, I'm going to drum it in really clear at the start and I'm going to wrap up with it at the end, it's to have a policy and to have a system in place for when you're dealing with influencers. Do not deviate from the framework that you put in place and the contract that you give, that you put in place when you're dealing with an influencer. Now, every business is going to have a different take on, you know, what an influencer is worth. Um, and that could be based on your geographic location. If you're in a metropolitan area, then, you know, your influencer might may have great greater reach. If you're in a smaller, more regional area and you have an influencer, yes, admittedly, their audience may not be quite as large, but their reach and their target for your particular demographic is still very, very powerful. So coming to an agreement on what exchange of services or payment is, it can be quite, quite tricky. So I think it's just better to use your judgment and to assess what your business needs, what that influencer has to offer. But most importantly, look at their engagement. If they have um, anything less than under 100 likes a post, I probably wouldn't be engaging them. Um, the whole purpose of an influencer is regardless of the scale of their audience, it's the engagement and the amount of interaction and conversation that happens around them and what they post. So when it comes to engaging one um, for your business, I have a little bit of like a contract template that I work with with a lot of our clients. Um, and you can download this or like you can just take bits and pieces from it and create it yourself. There, there's no real rule but a lot of the things that i cover is firstly you know the time of the agreement and i think that's that's incredibly important social media moves in a really quick fast um, and reactional way in that digital space so it's important that you have a time frame in which each influencer is engaged and i think it should be anywhere from three to six months at a time i probably wouldn't book someone for a year i feel that in that amount of time a lot of stuff can happen um, and the social media landscape can change quite quickly in that time. So make sure that you've got the timeline of when they start and when they finish. Make sure you have an agreeable amount of deliverables that happen within that time frame. So are they going to be posting once a week, once a month? And then based on what they're posting and how frequently they're posting, that's when you scale what their return on that investment is. 
Is it you're giving them services to the value of? Are you paying them? Is that inclusive of retail? Um, you know, can you wrap that up in some other package where it, it may become something to the effect of, you know, you've got $2,500 that you can spend in our salon on services um, across a period of, let's say, four months, five months, whatever. So make sure that you have that kind of worked out in your head before you put pen to paper and have an actual discussion with your influencer. Um, so we've got the start date, the deliverables, and I get really specific on what I expect an influencer to deliver in an agreement. And it would be so specific as um, I would want four static posts, which is just like, you know, a, a picture, it's posted. These are the absolute hashtags that must exist within that post. These are the preferred times in which we'd like you to post because we find that um, our audience is particularly uh, responsive during those those time periods. Other things like I'd expect, you know, X amount of Instagram stories. I'd like a video. I'd like a flat lay of the products that we've given you. Um, I'd like your actual in-salon experiences. Um, things like uh, Instagram highlights. I would expect every in uh, influencer to have their own little category of highlight that is your business and you save a whole mass of content there so that you've got it to, to repurpose and reuse and for the duration of your agreement with them. I would have a cancellation policy in there because if something happens and you know life happens, the influencers decided that they're moving overseas and they're no longer going to be around for the duration of their policy, like what happens then? So all of those kind of terms and conditions need to be worked out. You know, perhaps, you know, you sell the business or the, you know, so many different variables can exist. Um, different collateral details, um, so I have my notes here because as if I was going to remember everything. Um, uh, yeah, items to avoid. I mean, that's that's hugely important and it's something that we do forget about. It's like, okay, firstly, I don't want you talking about the home hair care products that you bought from the supermarket in the past. That's a big one. Um, I don't want you talking about products that we don't stock, regardless of whether it is a post that you're tagging us in or you know just something that becomes part of your everyday content. Uh, I'd have a list of competitors or, or do not compete like within and it doesn't have to be specific to, you know, that salon or, or that this business down the road. I would keep it like, you know, anything within, um, you know, so many kilometers radius that is within within the scope of, you know, your business and where it's geographically located. I'd also put in um, a couple of variables about like, you know, geotagging. That's really important because um, the only thing that's going to put bums on your seats in, in your business is people that are actually in your area, not people that are, you know, hundreds of miles interstate, wherever. So I, I would definitely um, consider, you know, some pretty tight boundaries on what you feel that is and isn't appropriate, but also a matter of integrity and how you feel um, your brand would best be represented. Uh, the compensation thing I've already kind of touched on. Um, and then I'd also have something in there about um, your material disclosures. So that could be uh, things that are a policy of Facebook and Instagram. So, I mean, I have had a situation once before where I've engaged an influencer who was a model and, you know, was really used to doing bikini shots and that kind of thing like down at the beach and there was one and it was kind of like a, a no bra shot and things were blurred out and I was like oh no 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 that's that's not that's not going to work for what we're doing here so like you know just kind of setting up um some some clear boundaries on like yes it is okay to you know 
do a, a bathroom shelfie, but make sure you got your clothes on while you're doing it, that kind of thing. Um, I'm trying to think what else I'd like to talk to you about in, in terms of that. I don't want to go on too long because, like I said, these are supposed to be small, you know, achievable bite-sized chunks of information. Um, so I'll, I think I'll just wrap it up there. That's that's what I have to say about, like, a contractual influencer agreement, why they're important. I think everyone needs an influencer. Um, something that I do, which is like an awesome hack, and I recommend that everyone does this, is on my Instagram, my personal Instagram account, I have, there's the save function, and you can save to particular categories. Now, I have categories in my Instagram account. One is Bali, because next time I'm in Bali, I have bookmarked all of the all of the different um restaurants and places that I want to try. And every time they come up in my feed, I bookmark it. But I also have one called influencers. And every time an influencer comes up and I think, actually, that would be a good person for me to utilize at some point, I save them. And then when it's time to start looking for a new influencer, I'll be like, okay, this person had a bit of traction going a few months ago. Oh, wow. Look how much they've grown. And because they're in that saved file in my Instagram account, I find it really easy to be able to um, you know, kind of keep an eye on the who's who and who's kind of up and coming. They don't need to be actually famous. They just need to be Instagram famous. So anyone over 4,000 followers is, is going to be an influencer. Even less than that, if you're in a regional area where they have a really core, strong uh, geographic following. So just to um, go back to the sound message that I want to give everyone about dealing with influencers, have a policy stick to it. Make sure you've got everything signed by an influencer. Um, everything has been outlined. Do not deviate it. Do not make amendments and do not kind of stretch the rules for one influencer or another because that just becomes hairy and messy and the influencers, they talk, and they all know what everyone else is getting. So um, just keep it as streamlined and as transparent as possible. I wish you all the best of luck with dealing with your influencers. You can DM me if you have more influencer questions um, and the AHC, thank you so much for having me.